the biggest three words I've ever heard from a guy, the biggest, most monumentous words, why not you? What makes you less special, less blessed, less everything than another person? Hello, my friend, welcome back to another episode. I'm Joanne Chan, your host of the podcast, Find Joy with Joanne. Thank you for coming back every week and showing up for yourself, staying committed to continue to grow and learn how to create a life with joy, passion, purpose, and success in your own style on your own terms. I am so excited because we have our second guest on the show today. I'm so happy to have her. She has such a wonderful and joyful spirit and she's just so fun to be with. And you will know what I mean by that. She's an eclectic psychic, medium instructor with over 12 years of joyful experience helping others realize their spiritual potential through her group, My Mystical Life. She works through psychic intuition, channeling, mediumship, Dynamic Claire, as well as being a Reiki master, certified hypnotherapist, Akashic Soul Awakening healer, and also a shaman. She started her spiritual journey in 2008 and was immediately called to bring together a community of like-minded people to help others never feel alone while walking this path. This is evidenced by the My Mystical Life community of teachers and students, and she is blessed to have helped and guided by her husband, Sam, that opened and started growing at the same time as her. They work together in audience and can be found online laughing and discussing so many rabbit hole spiritual topics. And she is here today to guide you through your own spiritual journey with whole lots of fun. So guys, help me and welcome my new friend, the one and only Lisa Fry. Uh, thank you so much. It's a mouthful, isn't it? It's a, it's like putting a whole spiritual journey into a couple minutes and it's so hard. <laughs> yes, here was, going, oh my gosh. I was like uh, trying to rehearse your, your introduction. Was, um, yeah. And I'm so, so, so grateful that you are here. I remember the first time we met and also the first time we talked, um, I get so many insights from you. You know, as I'm always, I told you, I'm fascinated and curious about the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm aware that I'm on my journey. I'm, I'm slowly, you know, awakening. I'm not sure if that's the correct way to say it, but it's just how yeah. it feels like to me now. And it wasn't until two, three years back, um, two, three years ago that I discovered the spiritual world, uh, the spiritual side of me, when I started doing meditation and started connecting to people who are already on the journey. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people listening to this now, they are either spiritual awakened or they are totally unaware. So I want to make sure we serve both of them. And um, I only know a few who became enlightened at a very young age. But for most of us, I believe it usually comes in a much later stage in our life, right? Mm -hmm. And for you, you started your journey in 2008. That was like 13 years ago. So I want to make sure people understand that before you you become the Lisa you are today, you were also just another normal human being. I'm sure you didn't wake up one day and started talking to angels, getting messages and feeling all this energy around you. So I would love to have you first bring us back to 13 years ago. Where were you before you embarked on this 
spiritual journey? And what was the vehicle that helped you to discover the spiritual world? And what was the first few steps that you took to go deeper into it? Okay, let's go back 14 years, actually, because it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> so like 14 years, um, only because um, I think it's very relevant that 14 years ago, we had a house big enough to have a party for a friend of ours. She needed to have a space. So we had, she had a psychic party at our house. And I sat at that psychic party and I got a free reading because it was our house like this. I, like I, I did not speak. I did not move. I didn't make a muscle movement because I didn't believe in psychics. <laughs> And so I sat there and I, I feel so bad now because I look back and I'm like, oh, I was the worst, worst person to ever sit for a psychic. It's horrible. <laughs> but, um, you know, when, when I started to open up, it was pretty abrupt. Actually, our, our son wanted to go ghost hunting. And so we, him and I would go out and we would ghost hunt. And now we don't do that very often just because I look at energies as a, is a different, in a different manner now. But um, when I was younger, I, you know, you can think back and you see little synchronicities when you're younger of, oh, that was, that was something I noticed. Now I can look back and go, oh, you know, maybe, maybe if somebody had said, Hey, that's some, something to pay attention to, but they didn't. Um, and as we, as we kind of started to open up in our household, it became a household thing. Like it wasn't just, I noticed things and my husband noticed things because we actually are very linked up and we'll see things at the same time. It's really kind of interesting, but our kids in the house saw things at the same time. So they would be like, are you doing something? Because I saw somebody in the kitchen and it would be like, oh, <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, uh, but they're all very spiritual. They could be if they chose to be, you know? Um, so rising, rising tides raise all ships. You know, when we, that's, that's where that community thing came in. When we started um, to really open up and my guides were like, this is why we need to bring this to more people because people feel alone. Um, it, it just, everybody in the household, everybody around you, when you start doing spiritual work, starts to feel that vibration. And then you become more aware. And you're right, the word is awakened. People are awakened and aware. Um, we're getting that way more and more. And it's gonna become more prevalent in the next five to seven years where people are just gonna be going, oh my gosh. It's just a matter of paying attention to things going on around us. That's really all it is. And because it's going around all the time so but the journey's the journey is so much fun the journey is so much fun at least yeah. you make it fun so okay when you talk about uh we should start paying attention to things around us what do we actually mean by that like for people who are unaware now how can this start yeah it's it's interesting because we have things happen all the time anyways so how many times have you wanted to call somebody and the phone rings and they're there or you call them and they say, hey, I was just dialing your number. And we go, well, we're funny that way, aren't we? We're connected. And we think of that as being, oh, we're connected. Well, yeah, we are because there's a, there's a link between people that are, um, they know each other. We're part of a soul family. So we, we, we have that. Little synchronicities like um, you will have been walking one way and you thought, you know, maybe today I need to take a left instead of a right. Oh, for five years, I've gone to the right. Today, I'm going to take a left. You go home and you hear that something happened on your normal route and your guides had actually urged you to go in a different direction to experience something new when actually what they were doing was protecting you. So there's all sorts of little synchronicities around us all the time that we ignore, including things like our self-talk. 
that that little uh, the little voice in our head that we start talking back and forth and we're like oh and you have an argument with yourself you know that is um in many cases a a, 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 a clear audience where your guides are actually talking to you but we're told from a very young age don't talk to imaginary friends don't talk to yourself you know don't look like, don't look like you're crazy and so we we try to conform and the more we conform the less we think outside the box and a lot of time that outside the box thinking is where our intuition resides. It's really interesting. Mm. It's interesting because you, you you mentioned that. I actually wanted to ask you later in the podcast, but since you mentioned that, I just want to ask you now. Because um, you mentioned about ignoring the messages, which you also told me personally in our previous conversation. I remember that um, it really got me thinking, you know, because when you told me that I was ignoring the messages, I was like, okay, what kind of messages have I been ignoring? So, you know, I've been like meditating on that, but I want to ask you because I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. And um, so how can you tell us more, like how can we tap into our own intuition more? And most importantly, how do we trust our own intuition enough for us to say, okay, this is coming from my intuition. This is, you know, this message is coming from my higher self and I shouldn't ignore it. Because like you said, you know, sometimes we, we doubt ourselves, we listen to the accident noise more than we listen to our own inner voice. We trust other people more than we trust ourselves. And sometimes when we hear an inner voice, we are not sure because, you know, it just doesn't make sense or we think our right. mind is just trying to make things up, right? So what are the signs that we can look out for? And yeah, how do we tap into our own intuition and trust, trust our own intuition more? This is great. This is a great question. Um, our guides... Are around us all the time. Uh, our, our angels, our animal totems, our guides, all of our assistance is around us all the time. So the more you ask for validation, uh, the more they will step forward and validate for you. They will, that's their job. They want to make sure you feel supported. And the more they can do that, the more you, you can get validation. So say, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I was doing, um, I was doing a, a healing session for a woman and she was telling me she was terrified. She was terrified. She laid in bed one night and this great, big, huge, bright, white, blue, blue, white light came into the bedroom and scared her. And it was right next to her bed. And I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's to me, that's cool. Right. Cause I know right out the gate from the feeling of it, because I've tapped into her energy and the feeling of it. I know this Archangel Michael. Okay. So that blue, white light that this is, this is, this is a huge case of validation, right? It's a huge case of validation. I said, well, gosh, I, I have to ask you, she says, I'm just terrified. I told her to get out of my room. And I said, did you ask anybody to come protect you before you went to bed? Is that what, and she goes, yeah, I asked Archangel Michael to come protect me. And I went, there he is. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I said, do you realize that that was Archangel Michael? And then of course, you know, she's like all nervous because now she feels like she's offended Archangel. I'm like, you're not going to offend Archangel Michael. But I mean, she was just, she asked for validation and then ignored it, actually threw it out of her bedroom. But, you know, so we do this all the time. And a lot of people, now it's a really big validation, right? That's a big one. So little things like, um, Maybe you were thinking of a grandma that passed away and you saw yellow roses immediately afterwards and you knew that yellow roses were your grandma's favorite flower. Instead of going, wow, what a cool coincidence, go, wow, grandma put those in my path to say, validation, I'm here and I love you. 
And the more we start to think that way versus just, um, you know, it's a coincidence, the more we're strengthening the science side of our brain that says, oh, look, yellow, yellow flowers, grandma says hi. And it actually stimulates a chemical process in the brain that makes us realize that what we're experiencing is real. I love science and intuition. I just, I think they're great together. A lot of people don't agree, <laughs> but so more and more, um, the more you do things like that, the more validation you get. And here's, here, and this is the last one I'll give you on this one, just because I know time is a thing. Um, when you go to bed at night, ask for messages and I have journals all over. I keep journals all over. Um, and the journals, I have dream journals. I have um, just intuition journals that I'll, if I, this is my meditation journal. So when I have something happen, I will write it down. Mm. And, and then I'll go, okay, well, uh, especially with dreams, when you say, okay, give me some information first thing in the morning that I can use in my day. And you wake up with the name, with the word, um, achieve, I don't know. And you, you go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to achieve some things today. Write that word down. I'm going to achieve some things. And that day you just are killing it, achieving stuff. You know, it's your guides paving the way because you, they gave you the confidence. Now, the other thing you asked was, I'm sorry, I talk a lot. Um, yeah, but the self-confidence, because once you start to get that validation, the self-confidence comes in. I mean, there's one follows the other. Once you can start validating things, then you can go, Oh, I understand that now. I understand that, yes, this is happening. And the more you can back that up with more validation, the better you get. Now, if you're talking about being a reader, then you just got to practice. You got to get out there and do readings and practice. But um, that self-esteem and that, that self-confidence really starts to build once you start to see the signs. It's the best way to put it, I guess. I, How about those people who are just not getting any sign? Like they are trying so hard. Okay, I, I want to receive messages. I want to get, you know, how about sure. yeah, people who are just um, <clears throat> so I have, and I'll give you an example. The people that are missing the signs, they have these great things called oracle cards. And, and, and you know, I, I this is a tool. This is a tool. But what's really interesting about these is I will take these with me on vacation. I will, and because when you're on vacation, you're really having a lighthearted time. Everything's no stress. It's supposed to be really fun, you know, and we will take a deck of cards on vacation. And my friends think this is like really cool because you'll pull a card and you'll go, you know what, for the, this day, this is the healing card. I just pulled a card out of the deck and this is really just a validation thing. So for today, we're going to think about healing. Mm. Who, who, what can we bring into our life that will be healing, nurturing relationships, things, you know, uh, a new job, all these things. And you would write down a list of what do I need that's associated to that word and start to watch for the things to manifest that are associated with that word. You know, um, this is a really great practice for people that are, they, they feel they're missing the signs and they are missing signs does not mean they're not receiving signs. It just means they're not seeing them. And the more they can start to recognize that they're, they're around them. Mm-hmm. And they're the, so subtle. They're they're so subtle. We're taught from ch- childhood to ignore anything that is yeah. not cut pride, you know. So the subtleties, you really have to watch the subtleties, and and it comes like a brush on the face, you know. Um, someone touches your arm. It really. I mean, what do we do? What do we do? Do, you, do uh, if you have yeah. someone, t- we just go. What is on? I got a bug. 
you know, and then we move on. Yeah. Actually, I, I heard about that. You talk about in another podcast that you did before, like someone touches you and it was like, yeah, it was weird for you, right? Uh, oh, <laughs> the first time I got touched, I was like, oh, hell, oh, I'm sorry. Hell no. <laughs> I don't know you, right? <laughs> I don't know who you are. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware at all. I, I was still learning and I had, um, I was driving home on a very long trip by myself and I had actually noticed something. I had a, a vision of something which had never happened before. And it scared me. And this gentleman, we're not even going to call him a gentleman. He was not a good dude. Um, he followed, he got in my car with me. Okay. Who knew they could do that? <laughs> I didn't know they could do that. And I stayed at a hotel that night. He walked next to my bed all night long. And then he flopped on my bed and woke me up. Oh yeah. I can't. And I was by myself. <laughs> I was scared to death. I was scared to death. And um, I got home and he just kind of disappeared. He didn't really disappear, but that's where the next part of my spiritual journey really ramped up um, was because of him. And because I didn't know what I was doing, I wasn't aware of uh, what I was actually experiencing was serious. And I didn't know that I treated it like, you know, fun, a joke. Mm, so, yeah. you know, it was like you know, a, a parlor trick, you know, like magic. I treated it like regular, you know, fake magic. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that the, um, quickly, quickly. So that's, that's where I had to ramp up from that point. Now. Yeah. And so you immediately, you know, started your own community soon after that? How did it happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly here. Um, I can tell you uh, that when I started this journey, I was very, very depressed. Um, I was uh, I was a totally different person. You would not recognize me from then. Um, I uh, had a lot of emotional depression just because I had sold my business and I had no way to go. Okay, I was just t- lost. So um, when I started this, uh, it scared me because my husband went away. He was, he's a contractor. So he went away to work and I was home in this great big, huge farmhouse by myself. And so it scared me. And I stopped all of what I was doing for about eight years. And I said, okay, I'm done. I can't, I can't handle being scared like this. And I, my spirit guides respectfully stepped back and I said, okay, no problem. If you're not, if this isn't the time, this isn't the time. So, um, about, um, four years ago, about four years ago, I decided, well, I decided, we'll just call it that. I decided that it was time to actually get back out there and get back on the spiritual horse. Mm. And one of my guides um, was like, yeah, this is time. This is the time. And I'm, I'm very shy and I was terrified to get online. And he kind of pushed me. This guide is really pushy and um, um, he's actually not a guide. It's the Archangel Metatron. <laughs> he's very pushy. And uh, he pushed me to get online. And I, from the day, from the first time I did it, I, it was a free fall into my guide's arms. This was the ultimate test of trust. If I, I can either start speaking and have it be what my guides want everybody to know, or I can not. And I just started speaking and I tell you, it just, it, it exploded into this other thing. And when we were in Hawaii two years ago, my guides again came forward and said, it's community time. It's time for the community. Actually, it's just over a year ago. Um, and we started the community about a year ago and it just exploded. 
I just, we're, we're, we're just humbled by the number of people that are very active. It's not one of those groups that you join and you just go, you know, uh, every month I'm going to pay my due and maybe catch a class. Oh no, (laughs) we don't, we don't do it like that. Okay. (laughs) Um, But it's because we have so many people that are on the same journey and they're always looking to lift each other up. It's so beautiful to watch one person say, Hey, you're having a bad day. Message me. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it really, I'm, I'm humbled every day. Yeah. Every day. It's amazing. I, I really appreciate that because while your family and friends might think that you are crazy, right? It's important to have another group of people who know what you're going to know what you're doing and know what you're talking about. And, um, but I would have thought that, you know, because you you also told me that the reason why you started this comedy is also because you realize a lot of people fall off the journey because they lack support and they lack self-esteem and self-trust. So um, I would have thought that this is, of course, based on my own understanding, right? Once you embark on this spiritual journey, there is no turning back because you simply can't go back to where you were before. Um, you can't go from being awakened back to unawareness and things will be right. different no matter what. So I would love to know how, I mean, are there really people who give up halfway through the journey and why? Besides lack of support and self-trust, is it because they just want to try it out and then they realize it's not for them or is they are not ready yet or the time is just not right? Uh, there are a lot of fad people out there. Like they go through a fad, like let's do this. Um, they're joiners. Like they want their friends doing it. So they're going to try it. If they're not serious about it, their guides are going to know. I mean, there is no hiding from your higher self and your guides. There really isn't. Uh, there, there are people that fall off and it is a lot of, um, you know, family doesn't agree with what they do. You know, uh, I hear a lot of that. I, I've, get a, I've gotten a lot of people that have come forward and just flat asked me, am I going to hell if I do this? And I'm like, first of all, I don't believe in hell. So we're good. I mean, <laughs> I don't have, you know, I don't, I think it's a beautiful process. I think we go, we transition on, we meet the ones we love and we, we decide what we want to do again. I mean, that's my belief system. Um, so I can't, but the, you, you hear a lot of the people are af- afraid because of cultural and social uh, conditioning with organized religions or family opinions. Um, their spouse doesn't agree. Uh, they, they really just can't get past the feeling that they're going to get in trouble. I mean, this is, these are real things that people struggle with. Um, but once it seems like they get to a certain point, they're okay. And then when they can get support, they move forward. And then there's the people that just can't get there. They just can't, they, they feel as if they're failing in meditation. Uh, they feel as if they're failing in the practices that people have set out in front of them. And what we really stress is there is no one way to do this. There is no failure because you're, if you if you're going to set yourself up against somebody else's um, total practice. They're going to do it this way. This is the way it's going to be. And that's the only way you can do it. Uh, I tell, I tell my students, if I ever say that run, I mean, really, if I ever say that I I'm not the teacher for you, um, because I don't believe that's a, that's somebody that is teaching their way and not the student's way. Mm. And once a student realizes that there is no failure, there isn't, and they just move on because it's their unique way and however they work with their guides is theirs and everyone's journey is different right we are totally different different. yeah 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 right that's beautiful and um so you know a lot of people they 
they are still not aware and they go through their entire life never really understanding why they are even here in the first place. And so how, 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 can, how can we help people to become aware of their own gift um, and how will it serve them? How would spirituality serve them? So for people that now, me, I'm called to be a teacher. You're called to be a public speaker, you know? So we all have these things that we get pulled to do. Um, not everybody that is uh, intuitive or feels their intuition or even doesn't feel their intuition should have to be on the same path, right? So not everyone wants to be a reader or a healer. Um, if you would think about a surgeon, and a surgeon says, I'm totally, you know, I'm not awake, but yet they know just the right time to do the right thing within a surgery. And they knew, you know, they know what's going to be the perfect thing for each person. They're following their gut. We're following our gut all the time. It is the, the practice of slowing down meditation. I'm, you know, great. I love meditation. Uh, I say two week, two, two, uh, two minutes of meditation in a week is better than none. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you can slow yourself down enough to realize that there are, there are just little intri- intricacies that happen in a way that is perfect for you, that wouldn't work for somebody else, that is validation. It is a way of seeing things that goes, huh, okay, well, this wouldn't have worked for this person over here, but it works perfect for me. Why was this laid out this way? You slow down and you go, why? And you wait. And if, if they can drop an answer for you, I mean, uh, and just kind of quiet your mind. You don't have to sit there in silence all the time for meditation. Meditation can just be um, any time that you disengage your brain. And a lot of people do this just by staring off into space. You know, we call it mommy brain here, you know, where you just, <laughs> kids are screaming, pots are falling off the counter, husband's over there doing this. And you're just like, I'm beach someplace. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. But what is really cool there is on that beach someplace, you can actually get a message like because your your brain is disengaged. So being able to disengage and and listen and notice the little things, how they help people, they bring in a sense of calm, Mm -hmm. um, of self-confidence to know that we are not alone. I'll tell you, I think the single biggest thing that changed from changed me was when I Okay. So I asked Metatron because I, I went through this. I'm like, why? Why? I mean, there's a millions and millions of people here. Why am I seeing a dead person in my bedroom? I, I kind of need to know. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. <laughs> and and uh, I, so I did. I kind of went, why? Why me? And the, mm. the biggest three words I've ever heard from a guy, the biggest, most monumentous words why not you? What makes you less special, less blessed, less everything than another person? And I think that's a a big deal for people is because we don't feel worthy of being able to step up spiritually like that. Why would we be able to talk to, why would we be able to talk to angels? I mean, I never planned on talking to angels in my whole entire life. I could tell you that. And then when they step in, you just go, please don't put me away. (laughs) But so once you can get that validation and you can start using it in every area of your life, because then you start to realize you're worthy and then you start to manifest. Once you start to feel your self-worth, then abundance starts rolling in. 
things that you've always wanted that were seemed out of reach start to come mm-hmm. because you're more positive and you're positive that you're worth it. And it's just, it's one thing's attached to another. It really is amazing. I actually never thought of, you know, um, tying self-worth to spirituality because I thought they are just like totally unrelated. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, why not me? Because right? yeah, that's like, right? see, yeah. that's my reaction. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, I'm like, I thought so little of myself at that time, and I totally did, that I was like, why would you even want me? I don't even understand why you would want to work with me. And he was, he was, and he is kind of a he's kind of a soft energy um to me, but to other people, he's kind of mean. Everybody, of course, again, to everybody, he's whatever they need. And he he come in and said, "You're you want to you you're you're a soul, you're a soul. You're not this. You're a soul. And once you start to feel that that soul within, boy, let me tell you, mm. so many things are possible. It's the level of communication is incredible. Because I think a lot of people think you know like spiritual teachers like yourself, they are special. They are born this yeah. way. They have their unique gifts and." They are just different from everyone else and they are here to do, to do this work, but not me. So yeah, but coming from you, that is like totally different. You're saying everyone can do this. Everyone is spiritual. Everyone, you know, has access to all these energies around them. Yeah. And this is what you help in your community, right? So talk to me about like, how do you, um, how is the community like? Do you get us? Do you, what do you talk about in the community? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Let's start. Let's start here and just say, um, there are a lot of communities out there. There's a lot of teachers out there that are going to be super serious. Yeah. Okay. They're going to be, you do it my way. It's all quiet. It's all, it's all, this is serious stuff. This is, you're talking to spirit. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I'm just not that way. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> um, what we do, what we try to do is we we try to bring in information that that everybody wants. So we have we do live classes each week. So we'll bring in something like um, uh, let's see, just just practical stuff. Like this past Monday or the first Monday of this month was business. Like we had a business class. We okay. talked about how to bring in all the social media. And if you want to join groups, how to do it safely, how to make good connections with other intuitives. So we're talking about more than just, in, you know, how to engage your intuition. Um, this month, we're also talking about the CE5 protocols, which are the, the extraterrestrial calling in close encounters of the fifth kind where you see crafts in the sky and doing <laughs> I know, but we have a wide range of classes. These are things that people are interested in, right? Yeah. So, um, and then later on this month, we're having a shamanic drumming class where I'll be teaching a class on what drum beats, um, what's the best drum to use for what situation, how to bring yourself into meditation using a drum. All these things are part of a spiritual journey. Mm. They're they're part of how we go. So we do classes. um, We have practices. So if you want to work on, on practicing your intuition, we have an open class that you can do that. Uh, our, our members get to come on and do chats about what they want to talk about. So they get to host chats in the group. 
I'm trying to think of all the things we do because my calendar is like so totally full. Um, healing sessions, we do healing sessions and guided meditations. I do a channeling session with um, Commander Ashtar of the Galactic Federation every month. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, so it, when it comes, the sky's the limit. It really is. It, I mean, it seriously really is because there's so much to talk about. Yeah. We'll never cover it all. Right. So I, I really like your approach because I enjoy some, not group, I wouldn't say, but like classes and they are like so serious. Yes. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they are just there no, their no, no, own no, no, way, no. right? Yeah. yeah. Nothing so wrong with that. When I first met you, I was like, wow, I didn't know it can be fun. And you're such, <laughs> like I say, you know, a joyful person to be with. And, um, and so one of my favorite ideas that I really want to talk about is that you told me that um, meditation can be fun, you know? So when I first heard of that, I was like, wow, I never heard of that before. I never heard anyone say that before. So, and I know the reason why many people don't do meditation is because first, they say they can't, right? And second- Oh my gosh, I hear that all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't just, I just can't. And second is that the thing that is boring because you just sit there and do nothing at all. So, um, so you told me there was a time where you meditated so hard and it gave you migraine. I was like, I was laughing so hard. (laughs) So talk to me about that. And what do you mean by having fun in meditation? How do you meditate? I want to know, how do you meditate? And what are some of the things that people who are listening to this, they can try out after this podcast? Absolutely. So uh, what she's talking about is when I first started trying this, Oh, I was at, because I was told because I was following what somebody, I was trying to mimic somebody else's spiritual journey. Right. Mm-hmm. And my guides kept going, have fun with this. This is have fun. We're supposed to be bringing up joy. And don't forget at this point, I wasn't very joyful. I really wasn't very joyful. I was really, really miserable in life. And so I'm like, oh yeah, let's do this. And um, so I kept trying and kept trying the exact same way everybody else tried to, and told me to try which is, you know, bring your, your mind to peace, follow your systems and, you know, listen to your breathing, all these things. Well, I have a problem with that only because, and it's perfect for a lot of people, but for myself, I'm a little ADD and my brain goes off to the side so quickly that I'm always, I just feel like a herder, like, come on back to the center. So when, um, when I was really deep into my spiritual journey, I I learned about shamanism Mm. Because I was, I seriously had my migraine headaches. I gave up meditating because I, I hurt my brain, <laughs> hurt my brain. And, and what else, what else fell within with that was um, it, it really affected my spiritual journey because once you feel like you're failing at something, who wants to continue failing repeatedly and repeatedly and judging yourself a little harder each time? So I I stepped back from meditation for a while, and then I learned about shamanism. And shamanism is the oldest spiritual practice on the the planet. I mean, by far, I was hands down scientifically, archaeologically, the oldest. And shamans, since the beginning of time, have been using something called shamanic journey. And this is a um, scientific, because like I said, I like science in in this, and science is always trying to catch up to us. That's really what it is. It's cool. Um, it's the theta brainwave. It's that right, that brainwave right above the Delta and right below the alpha. So alpha is where the silent meditation comes in. You're still aware, but you're, you're quiet. Um, and then that theta brainwave is just boom, one step below that in the brainwaves. 
And what happens there is we can actually, and they have scientifically just recently proved this, that in the theta brainwave, we can actually step into in another dimension. They're acknowledging other dimensions that you can reach in, in the theta brainwave now. And so let's just, I'll just tell you about the theta brainwave. It's a lot of fun. Shamanic journey. If you go to YouTube, you can find a million guided shamanic journeys. Always go with the one that really suits you. Don't sit yourself, torture yourself and listen to one that you don't really like. Okay. There's too many to do that too. So you find this journey and the, the, the cue here is really immerse yourself, get in that journey. And they're going to talk about the wind blowing and they're going to talk about the birds and they're going to talk about the grass under your feet and what you see in front of you. You may not get everything that they're talking about. You may not see a thing, but you may smell the wildflowers. You may feel the grass on your feet and catch nothing else. You may smell things, but what's really, really important about this is don't judge yourself against somebody else's journey because not everybody has the same clarity as you do. And when you're in the shamanic journey, you're picking up on what your clair is. So if you're hearing the birds in your journey and you get nothing else to start with, that's great. I love it because that means your clear audience strongest. Mm-hmm. So you're really look, doing dual digit, diligence on um, figuring things out within your journey. So when, when you get into your journey, I always encourage our students um, in, the, in the very beginning to make it fun. So when we start a journey, we will uh, be, we'll be walking down a hill and at the bottom of the hill is um, like a big rubber ball that they've seen at you know, a store. And then they start rolling the rubber ball in their meditation. Okay, I want them to be touching this ball, feeling this great big, huge rubber smelling ball, pushing it across the field and then slamming it into a big rubber duck. And they're like, they come, because they have no idea what they're going to do in this meditation, right? They, they think we're going to be serious. Yeah. And they come out and they're looking at me like, what is going on? I'm like, because in the beginning, many of them said, I cannot meditate, but not one of them said, I can't see that duck. <laughs> so <laughs> you brought in something that's relevant to them. They bring it up in their mind's eye. They manifest it inside their meditation. And pretty soon that stupid rubber duck is just floating down the hill. You know, so you bring fun into it and your brain engages, your creativity engages and your imagination engages. Because last thing I'm going to say about this, uh, unless you have more questions, of course, is your, a lot of people will say, I don't know if it is my meditation or my imagination. Yes. They're the same. Okay. They're the same. So your, your imagination is like 99.9% of your, of your meditation, of your, your clairvoyance, your clairaudience. You have to be able to search and get an, a memory or a vision or something out of your memory banks to use, to reference, to do, to work with your clairs. So when someone says, I don't know if it was my imagination or, or if it was my intuition. Yeah. yeah. Think? So never judge yourself against that, but make it fun. Have fun with this because it raises your vibration and your guides can get to you easier too. So that helps. <laughs> so is that how you meditate as well? Okay. I, meditate, I, 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 when I step into a shamanic journey, when I go to journey, mm-hmm. now I do it a little bit differently because I've been doing it a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm encouraging students to step into a shamanic journey, I want them to bring in their senses. I want them to feel everything that possible that we can talk, that we're talking about, but it, 
you you play out a movie. So you say, okay, today I'm going to, and this is a real meditation we do. Matter of fact, it's in our, because our, our membership has all of our classes and meditations and everything. I call them meditations or journeys um, in the archives. So you get everything right when you sign up. So the, this one's in there and it's called the park bench. And it is an honest to goodness. More people come away from this particular journey crying than anything else, but it's so beautiful. You can pull a park bench into your shamanic journey and ask a loved one to sit on that and come away from that knowing you sat next to grandma or, 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 or someone that you love that passed away. And when you come back, you still can either smell them or feel their skin or, and you know that you sat with them. You just know you did. And it is the, it is the most amazing thing that everybody can do. Because here's why. Everybody on the face of the planet can be hypnotized. Do you know that? I, 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 I doubt that. <laughs> well, here's the yeah. thing. People are hypnotized seven to 10 times a day without even knowing it. All right. <laughs> right. Because so the people that say I'm not able to be hypnotized are actually in hypnosis seven to 10 times a day. Television is a form of hypnosis. Driving a car. Mm. When you fade out and you just get to where you're going to be. Hypnosis. Playing video games is a form of hypnosis. Anytime your brain is entrained on something like that, it's a form of hypnosis. So when you step into shamanic journey, you're in the same brain wave as if you were playing a video game mm. or watching television that you just are on autopilot. So it is a form of hypnosis, self-hypnosis. It's amazing. Amazing as the shamans knew it. How many, you know, how many years ago, you know, right. beginning of can humans walk humans walking upright yeah that's it okay sorry i'm done <laughs> <laughs> no keep talking keep talking <laughs> you are here to share um yeah because actually i i did i did uh hypnotherapy before mm-hmm. when i was depressed so i was like you know i need help so help me you know hypnotherapy. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. Um, but from my own experiences i i thought i couldn't be hypnotized i wasn't i wasn't hypnotized by the by the person that was helping me because I was still awake you know I was still awake throughout the entire experience I was like okay I hear what he's saying he asked me to go there and pick out you know pick up something um but I was like I was like trying so hard to just go there and you know trying to find something find a sign or something right and I thought I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't getting it you know People think that when you go under hypnosis, that you are sleeping and you won't remember anything. It's not the case. Yeah, you're awake. When you're under hypnosis, you remember everything. And especially if at the end they go and this, you will remember everything that just happened. It it is a, it's a thing. Um, I know the first time I was hypnotized, I was like, (laughs) I did the same thing. I was like, (laughs) I'm not hypnotized. I'm not hypnotized. (laughs) Yeah. It was so funny. It was so funny. I, they have video of it. It was hysterical. <laughs> okay. So you're not, you are, you're supposed to be awake, but yeah. Yeah. If you're, you're, well, not the shamanic journey, your, your eyes are closed and you're trying to, but in a regular hypnotherapy session, your eyes are closed, but you're totally aware. Mm-hmm. You know, you're aware. That's why they say when you do that, you're never going to do anything against your morals because you'd be like, mm, no, I can pop out of this. So yeah. yeah it's yeah. interesting. It's yeah, interesting. it is. All right. Um, 
I can talk to you for hours and forever. You have been so kind and generous with your time. But unfortunately, I can't keep you forever. So we are going to wrap up with our final five rapid fire questions. These are five questions that I ask all my guests every time. So every okay. question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum. No pressure. All right. Just have fun with it. You've seen how much I talk, but okay. <laughs> so are you ready? Oh, sure. Okay. Look, I'm nervous about this. Like the whole thing. I'm like, cool. One word or sentence. I'm like, okay, go for it. You can do it. I know you can do it. The first question, describe yourself in three words. Learner. Uh, Always learning. Yeah, always learning. Love it. Okay. I love your expression as well. You're like, okay, what is that? Um, Wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. The second question. If you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? Absolutely nothing. Wow. Wow. Love that. Butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. Yep. Everything happens for a reason. The third question, what is something that you're trying to learn or curious about right now? Transmediumship. Okay. Maybe She's I like, no, wait, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to ask them. Never mind. We'll move on to, uh, to the next question. If you have five minutes and the whole world was listening, what would you say? Everybody love everybody. I'm so tired of people not liking each other. <laughs> I mean, across the world, just love everybody. And it would change the world in a minute. In a minute. Everybody yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. I Sounds like Miss America that. stuff, right? Sounds like yeah. beauty pageant stuff. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, the last and final question. What brings you joy? Is this a one-worder? <laughs> one sentence. One sentence. Yeah. Uh, family, husband, intuition life I don't I don't it's so much different than it was 10 years ago no everything most everything wow everything other than that yeah okay (laughs) love it okay thank you so much uh for sharing with us your joy is contagious I must say this is so fun and so wonderful and so I'm sure a lot of people want to learn from you and they want to work with you they want to join your community so um, or they just want to get to know you more. So where can I send people to you? Um, you can find, if you're on Facebook, My Mystical Life. It's just My Mystical Life on Facebook. Or um, if you're looking for a webpage, it's uh, mymysticallife.com. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I will I'm drop the things as well so they can just yeah. Yeah. go and check We're it out. on social media. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think so, you're most active on Facebook, right? I see you do a lot of live videos. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm working on Instagram, but man, I'm way too old for TikTok. I've tried it. I've tried it. I gotta tell you. Just have fun with it. It's all about fun, TikTok. I know, but I can't figure out how to do some of those things. And I've, I feel silly asking my 30 year old son to help me with the electronics. (laughs) (laughs) So it's okay. Just do it it your, just do it your way. You know how to do it. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, but. Just do it the Lisa way. Yeah, if you do look me up on TikTok, though, My Mystical Life, you'll be like, oh, yeah, she did it her way. <laughs> There's some up there. <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> All right.
right, guys. Um, go follow Lisa. Go to her website. Join her community. Watch her videos. I promise it will be it will make you feel instantly like so much better instantly because she's just so funny in her videos and sometimes her dogs just you know <laughs> just <laughs> just in. Yeah. And if you're not following me, then also follow me at Joanne Chan. And if you haven't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And I will always leave you the same way as I leave you with every other episode. Show up. The world needs you and you need you. Thanks for listening. And I wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you love this episode, take a screenshot of this and share it on your IG story. Tag me at findjoywithjoyan underscore podcast and also remember to use the hashtag findjoywithjoyan so we can connect with you and your friends and family can listen to this as well and get inspired to find their own unique gifts, learn how to tap into their own intuition and stop ignoring the messages. And also, if you would like to support me personally and support my mission, then please help us rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. I read all of them. And until next time, my friend, keep showing up. The world needs you and you need you. You need the best version of yourself every single day. So always strive to be the best you can be in this present moment. Again, thanks for being here and I will see you in the next episode.